Well, we're closing out our Christmas season and we're looking to a new year. Um, but we had a nice celebration. You know, we had one uh, celebrating uh, the birth of Jesus. And we know he probably wasn't born on December 25th. But, you know, we set that day aside to remember his birth, to celebrate it and to worship him. And, um, you know, we've been doing that this month in the series we've been looking at at the names of Christmas, um, you know, just how Jesus was proclaimed wonderful and counselor and mighty God, our everlasting father, Prince of Peace. And he's also Emmanuel, God with us. And, you know, they're wonderful and beautiful names full of significance to us. Um, and, you know, you can look in scripture and find many names uh, that refer to God or how God refers to himself, reveals himself to us. One concordance listed almost 200 names where God is revealing himself to us, some aspect of himself. But however, the scriptures tell us that there's one name that's above them all, isn't there? That we can actually, uh, well, we read this earlier in Philippians 2 in our series where we talked, it talked about Jesus putting aside his glory uh, of heaven and he came down to earth and humbled himself to be born as a little child and then gave himself uh, up on the cross because of that. But it says this, as he's glorified in Philippians 2.9, wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, those in heaven, those on earth, even those under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. And it's at the specific name of Jesus that every knee will bow. That's going to be an awesome sight when, uh, I mean, I don't know if we'll, if we'll have that perception, but I, I wonder if perhaps we will, that it's going to be every creature is going to bow the knee. Every person, whether they've made it to heaven, whether they're still, they're still on earth or whether they're under the earth, there's, there's no choice. He's going to reveal his glory and they're going to bow the knee to the name of Jesus. And so that name is above all names as we read in Philippians. Now his name was proclaimed in the beginning to Mary by an angel. We can read this in Luke 1 in verse 30. It says, The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great, and he'll be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And so Isaiah uh, used those wonderful names to describe the Messiah who was to come you know, 700 years before his birth, that we've looked at those names. But at his birth, it was that one name that he was given to tell us who he is and why he came. He received the name Jesus. We'll look at that in a moment, at the meaning of the name, but but. You know, throughout the New Testament, we can see the, the significance of this name. More than any other name, 
This is the name where power is found. Power is released to work in his church, to work in, in people. Even as we talked about the effect of that name upon the enemy, every knee is going to bow, even those under the earth. You know, I was just thinking of the story when they came for Jesus in the garden, right? In John 18, they came with that mob with torches seeking to bring him. But just so that they understood who they were getting, you know, they, he, he came to them and said, who do you seek? And they said, well, uh, and they answered him in John 18, 5. They, they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, and he said to them, I am he. And as at the revelation of that name, as he revealed himself as Jesus, Judas was there. And he said, when he said, I am he, they drew back and they fell to the ground at the revelation of the power of his name, Jesus. You know, it's like he revealed himself as Jesus saying, it's me, I'm Jesus. And at that, they could not stand at the power of his name. And, you know, the, it was the power of God at that revelation that caused them to fall to the ground. If they were smart, they would have taken a hint in that. But, uh, you know, they couldn't even stay on their feet. And that was a hint also of things to come, that they would bow the knee at that name. And so the name of Jesus is powerful, and it's, it's through his name that power in miracles flowed. In fact, it specifically brings that out. You know, throughout his miracles, healings flowed. You know, notable things took place, and that continued on into the New Testament through his disciples. But something specific is brought out in Acts. You remember the story of, of Peter healing the lame man at the gate, beautiful and that man is looking up. He can't do anything other than beg. That's how he gets money, perhaps for his family. And you know he'll sit there and beg at the gate. And so he looked up at Peter thinking, oh, maybe he's looking at me. Maybe he'll give me something. But Peter says this in Acts 3 and verse 6. He says, silver and gold, I have none. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And when, he, when Peter said that, that man who was, you know, cripple, who Jesus probably walked past, it, you know, in times in his ministry because he'd been there for a very long time. But yet at the name of Jesus, it, he experienced power that made him whole. And it says he got up and, and he started leaping and praising and rejoicing in God because of the power that came on, on him through the name of Jesus. Now, later on in Acts 4, uh, it says the disciples were gathered together again and they were praying for boldness and power to, to continue to flow uh, from them. And, and they had an expectation, a request from God. And so they prayed this in Acts 4 and verse 29. And they said, now, Lord, look on the threats because the you know, the Pharisees were threatening them, don't preach in the name of Jesus anymore. But he said, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness, they might speak your word. And by stretching out your hand to heal and signs and wonders may be done through the name of your servant, your holy servant, Jesus. You know, they were bringing out something really specific. 
that power would be released, not just from heaven, but through the name of Jesus. He died to give us his spirit, but also to give us a name to call upon. We can call upon the name of Jesus. And it's the name that saves. It's the name that heals. It's the name that releases power from heaven. And the disciples understood that there was power that was available from God, but it came in a specific way. It, came, it comes as we call upon the name of Jesus. And that power is released. You know, power to be healed or to ask healing for others. And so we are to call upon his name. And, you know, we've already mentioned a, a, a couple times how the enemy, the, they have no power against his name. Talks about that in, in Luke 10, how the disciples were rejoicing that uh, how even the demons were subject unto them through his name. You know, they tremble at his name. And so we want, we want to have his name very close to our lips. You know, the heathen, it's interesting how they vainly use his name. Whereas we understand and we know what his name means. It means power. It means salvation. It means healing and help from heaven. And so we want to have his name also very close to our lips, but understanding what, he, what it represents. In fact, Jesus said this in John 14, uh, you know, as far as asking help. He said this, John 14, verse 14, it says, If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. And so here's the importance of the name of Jesus. We can ask, and we, we ask in his name, and he will do it. And of course, the greatest thing we, we can receive in life is salvation. And that only comes one way. It's through his wonderful name. As Paul said in Romans 10, verse 13, whoever shall call, not just call upon the Lord, but call upon the name of the Lord. They shall be saved. And so we only receive salvation when we call upon the name, not just of God in heaven, but of Jesus, because that's the name by which we're saved. And, and that's what we want to remember. Obviously, we've called upon him you know, to enter the kingdom of God, but salvation is an ongoing process, especially when we're we're in a situation where we say, Lord, I need help. Save me. And so Jesus is saying, call upon my name and you will be saved. You know, it's his name specifically that salvation is tied to. We can't find it from any other source. In fact, it, it says this in, in Acts 4 and verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other for there was no other name under heaven given among men where, whereby we must be saved. There is no other name. It's the name of Jesus. Now we can call upon the different aspects. Lord, you're, you're my healer. But yet we recognize it's the name of Jesus that that whereby that power is released and salvation is obtained. There's only one name under the whole of heaven that's given to mankind that offers salvation, which is the name of Jesus. And of, in fact, that's the very meaning of his name, the name of Jesus. Uh, it's a Greek translation, and it's a, uh, how we say it today 
uh, is actually based on Greek and also he, uh, Latin uh, pronunciations uh, of the word, uh, but it was based on the Hebrew word for Joshua or Yeshua um, is what Jesus would have been called. It was a very common name in his day to be called that. I mean, I, it would be like John today or, you know, that's a very common name that, that he was called. But that in the Hebrew, that word means Yahweh is salvation. God is salvation. And that's exactly who Jesus was and is and how he came, what he came to do. He came to be our salvation. And, you know, there was another time that an angel spoke to Joseph in a dream. And he said this in Matthew 1 and verse 21. It said that, that she, speaking of Mary, shall bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. You're to call his name Jesus because he is to save us. He is our, our salvation. And, and so the name of Jesus means God came to rescue us, to save us, to give victory to us as his people. And all of that is available as we call upon his name. Now, just as I was kind of thinking about the name of Jesus, and I realize this is very basic in that sense of, you know, Jesus, we call upon his name and we receive salvation and power and healing and might because that's available through him. But, you know, there's something else we can bring out about his name, the name of Jesus. It means salvation and there's powerful power available. But the scriptures are very clear that salvation is much more than an experience. Salvation is a pathway. It's a way that we walk. It's a way that we follow the, follow the Lamb in. And it's a way we commit ourselves to being followers and disciples of, of Jesus as he walked in that pathway. He was the trailblazer. You know, he went through that pathway and he made the way for us to follow him in it. And as we follow him, we enter into the fullness of that salvation that he came to bring. But it's, it's the pathway that we have to walk in. You know, even the enemy knows and recognizes the power of the name of Jesus, that, that his name is the way. You know, the, I was thinking of the story in Acts 16 where Paul and Silas first responded to the call to go to Macedonia um, you know, Paul had a vision of the man from Macedonia. And so they went over into Greece or Macedonia and they came to Philippi and they were ministering there and they were being followed by that young girl. And it talks about this in Acts 16 and verse 16. It says, now it happened as they went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met them and or met us as Luke is with them in this experience and brought her master's much profit. And it says, this girl, verse 17, followed Paul and us crying out saying, these men are the servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. You know, Paul was there to proclaim the gospel, which is the way of salvation. And you know, that, that spirit was giving a pretty significant and, and important revelation is that salvation is a pathway that we have to walk in and follow. It starts when we call upon his name and we receive salvation, but in a sense, his name 
is going before us, kind of like Israel in the wilderness. You know, they experienced the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night and was just going before them. And in, in a sense, Jesus is, is his name going before us and leading us in the way. And as we call upon his name continually, he guides us in our pathway of salvation, in our pathway of life. And so his name will lead us as we call upon him and follow him. It's not necessarily the easiest of ways or, you know, the most pleasant, you know, it is pleasant, but there's seasons where it's challenging, right? We recognize that and we acknowledge it. And Jesus told us to be wary of that, to be ready for that, because he says this in Matthew 7 and verse 13, enter in by the narrow gate or the narrow way. Wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. There's many who go by it, but narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. There's few that find it because there are seasons and sometimes there's feels like there's more seasons than not where we're going through the narrow way, the challenging way, the confining way. Broad and easy is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow and confining and at times very challenging and difficult is the way that leads to eternal life. The way of the name of Christ. But we want to be with those who find it, who follow in it and walk in it. You know, the pathway of his name, it's, it's the pathway that Jesus walked upon and his pathway culminated in the cross. But he proclaimed that to us, that it was the way that we too were to follow him in, in Luke 9 and verse 23. It says, he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross every day, daily, and follow me. For whoever, whoever will save his life shall lose it. Whoever will lose his life for my sake shall save it. Now we realize there was uh, much power of, of made available to us at the cross through the power of his name. But then there's also our part where we come to his cross every day. And whatever he says, we take that upon ourselves, which is like picking up the cross. It's nothing compared to what he did. But yet that is our cross where we receive what he says to us and how he directs us and, and how he's leading us. In order to do that, there has to be a laying down. Okay, Lord, you're asking me to do this, but that conflicts with what I want to do. So I got to lay that down and I have to take up what you're saying and walk in that way. And so there has to be a yielding. And then we take up his ways and we follow him. You know, we can do that in every area of our life. And I've mentioned our Bible reading plan. Um, you know, sometimes... You can just get that sense, even as you're reading the, the scriptures for that day, you get to a, pa a passage where you, oh man, God's speaking that to me. I need to make that situation right or allow God to work in me in that area. You feel the Holy Spirit speaking or sometimes he's pricking, you know, like with Paul. And we have that choice. We can just keep going. We can just say, well, yeah, that was a tough passage. Turn the page. <laughs> Read something that's a little more easier. That's our choice. 
Or we can come to the cross and say, Lord, I call upon your name. Lord, do that work in me. Save me from that area of sin I see in my life and in my nature. And Lord, accomplish your work in me. Lead me in your way, in your pathway. And then we do it and we follow him. We take up his cross. And that is what will bring the breakthrough, the cleansing of sin, the freedom from our burdens, you know, entering into the peace that passes our understanding. And so we must look to the cross because it's so much more than just a symbol of our faith. It's a pathway. It's a way that, that Jesus is calling us to walk in. It's a way of life, of taking up his light yoke and easy burden. I mean, because one, on one hand, he's saying, you know, broad is the way and easy is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow and confining and challenging. But then he says, but you know what? In the light of eternity, it's easy and it's light. And that's, that's the perspective we need to gain. Lord, help me to see that it's easy and light, not just hard and difficult. But he'll enable us to do that as we call upon the name of Jesus. Now, we mentioned that Jesus' name was actually that common Hebrew name for Joshua. And, you know, in considering that pathway, uh, it's, it's many choices of saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to do it. And, you know, there's that famous proclamation or declaration that Joshua made that I think applies, right? Because uh, he made that declaration in Joshua 24 and verse 15, where, you know, Joshua had led them into the land. He had been, spent his life, you know, under Moses and then leading them. And he, had, he was already starting to see the heart of the people starting to go astray. And at the end of his life, he made this declaration, in Joshua 24, 15, it says, If it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose this day who you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And Joshua, who was called by that blessed name, he made that proclamation. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And this is a proclamation we can make in our lives each day. And in fact, when we take up our cross, that's what we're really doing. Okay, Lord, today I'm going to serve you and not serve myself or serve money or serve pleasure or serve anything else like that. Lord, I'm determined I'm going to serve you because I want to walk in the way of salvation today. We recognize it's confining at times, it's challenging, there's seasons of difficulty, but ultimately that is the way of salvation. It's the way of glory, the way of peace, the way of light. And so if, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord and we will walk in that way. I'll close with the, I won't sing it, but it's the lyrics of, of a very uh, familiar old English carol I think kind of summarizes this, this theme well. Heard the, the song, God rest ye merry gentlemen. And so the lyrics go, God rest ye merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all 
from Satan's power. When we were gone astray, O tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, O tidings of comfort and joy. And that's Jesus. The one who was, his name was proclaimed from his birth because he came to earth to save us and deliver us from Satan's power and to bring us into joy and good tidings. And so as we close this Christmas season, let's keep uh, close in our memory, in our hearts, and upon our lips, the name which saves and the name which is above all names that would lead us in the pathway of life, which is the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you so much for sending your son. And Jesus, we thank you for coming to earth and, and you, you took that name upon yourself so that you could become our savior. And we're so grateful for that. Lord, we rejoice in that. We honor you for it. And Lord, we just look to you and ask that you would come afresh. And Lord, enable us to walk in the truth of that name. Lord, that we would call upon your name and receive our salvation, our healing, our strength. And Lord, that we would, as we call upon your name, that we would respond and walk in the pathway of salvation each day. Lord, teach us and help us, Lord, even today to pick up our cross, to lay down, Lord, our way and to follow you in your way. Oh, Lord, we want to make that that declaration as Joshua did, as for me and my house, we will serve you, we, walk, we will walk in your way. We love you, we bless you. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. Amen, God bless you.